I wouldn't necessarily be able to say that we're seeing an exodus, um, but I think it's more appropriate to say that there is a worrying trend that if there is a situation such as this rather difficult time that we went through, such as a pandemic, our qualitative assessment of the situation is that women tend to be that group in the population that seem to take the biggest hit in terms of the sacrifices that they have to make. You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join Michael Holtz and his guests for conversations about all things ORAU. They'll talk about ORAU's storied history, our impact on an ever-changing world, our innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers, and our commitment to the communities where we do business. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of Further Together, the ORAU podcast. My name is Michael Holtz, your host, and today we are talking about another one of our ODRD, that is ORAU-directed research and development research projects. And this is a project that focuses on um, the COVID-19 pandemic and how it has magnified barriers to career development for women in science. And I am very excited to have two guests with me today, um, Laura Davenport from here at ORU and Dr. Fariza Sabri from the University of Memphis. And Laura, I'll have you go first if you'll just tell us a little bit about who you are and um, then we'll have Dr. Sabri do the same thing. My name is Laura Davenport, and I'm an evaluation specialist at ORAU. I focus most of my time on the evaluation of STEM workforce development programs. I also have a keen interest in research, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to support a research project aimed at enhancing the diversity of uh, the STEM workforce. Um, Dr. Sabri. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, my name is Firuza Sabri. I'm the uh, chair of the physics and material science department at the University of Memphis. I'm an experimental materials uh, condensed matter physicist, and I've been in the chair role since um, January of 2020. And I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to work with Laura and her team and ORAU as a whole. Thank you, Dr. Sabri. And we're very excited you're here. I always love having um, our research partners and, and outside guests to um, help talk about our project. So thank you so much for taking the time to join um, Laura and myself for this conversation. Um, so my first question for both of you is um, really just a sort of level set on what is the question that your research is attempting to answer? Well, our study examines barriers to women in the physical sciences, and it looks at systemic barriers that have been in existence for some time, as well as more acute pandemic-related obstacles that might contribute to a lack of diversity in these fields. Um, we're examining letters of recommendation to see if the language used in these letters varies according to gender and field of study. And we're also conducting 
student and faculty interviews and, and surveys to look at female and male science behaviors and to what extent these behaviors are valued by faculty and peers. We're looking at whether perceptions of inclusion and belonging and STEM identity differ according to student gender and field of study. We're also looking at how the pandemic has influenced student educational progress and whether the impact of the pandemic varies according to student gender and field of study. And finally, we're examining whether faculty perceptions of student engagement during the pandemic differ according to student gender. Wow, that's a lot of ground to cover. So you're really doing a deep dive into language and perception and, and all of those things. Our study uses a, a mixed methods, multiple source approach in order to examine barriers to women in science because we wanted our study to be a little bit more robust than just taking one type of data or sampling from one type of audience. Dr. Sabri and Laura as well, um, we're hearing a lot about women in the workplace in general leaving, um, you know, in part because of the pandemic and, you know, home life and, and that sort of thing. Are we seeing the same kind of exodus in the sciences as well? And is it sort of all of the things, sort of family and home life and perception and language and, you know, the things that you all are studying? So um, to add to, Laura did an excellent job of capturing the essence of what we are trying to accomplish. And um, this kind of started uh, based on my observations, my experiences. And then when we compared notes, Laura's observations as well, um, that women in general, as I'm sure it's not uh, a new topic of conversation, have struggled both to reach certain positions in science and then sustain their position and grow professionally um, uh, in their certain disciplines. Um, so the, the question is, is not a, a new question, but the impact of this period that we've been through, we, uh, through um, non quantitative observations that I made uh, as chair, as an educator in kind of in this role um, for a long time, we had noticed that uh, the women, especially those who I was teaching to, I had started to see a trend emerge. And this was um, uh, noticeable further when we started the pandemic period. So I wouldn't necessarily be able to say that we're seeing an exodus, um, but I think it's more appropriate to say that there is a worrying trend that if there is a situation such as this rather difficult time that we went through, such as a pandemic, um, our qualitative assessment of the situation is that women tend to be that group in the population that seem to take the biggest hit in terms of the sacrifices that they have to make. Um, it's not possible to make a very um, number-oriented um, assessment of the situation at the moment. That's why we're doing the study, but we want to make sure that not only is there, we prevent any exodus, but we also address and learn from this period 
the measures that have to go into place preemptively to prevent women from being the ones who have to give up more uh, any future crises that we face, we're trying to learn from this experience um, so that we, we can keep them, we can retain them and recruit. Okay, so ultimately um, getting to solutions and um, keeping that, that exodus or um, sacrifice, as you said, you know, women taking the brunt of the of the hit, as it were, um, from happening. Um, Dr. Sabri, you mentioned you and, and Dr. Davenport comparing notes. How did you get connected to each other to um, do this research? Oh, that's a really interesting story, a really good one also that I, I look forward um, to the opportunity to share. Um, I was a graduate student and I was perhaps one of the subject matters of this study. If this study had happened X number of years ago, I might have been the one who was participating in the surveys and responding to the interview calls. At the time, these types of things were not part of the interests at all um, of any particular community. So as I worked my way through the different layers going from being a graduate student, a postdoc, to then having the opportunity to be a professional, a mentor, an educator, and then the department chair. I kept thinking along the way there ought to be an opportunity where I can go back and make some uh, corrections and make some improvements so that the next generation perhaps has a smoother time transitioning into positions of um, such as the ones that I have had the privilege to serve in. Um, so I reached out to, uh, I believe, um, a couple of folks at um, ORAU, Kathy Ware was uh, my point of contact. And then there was a phase one submission opportunity um, that I applied to. And I was absolutely delighted to see the number of, oh, yes, we're interested. Oh, yes, we want to talk to her responses that I got. And it was very heartwarming because I was initially concerned that this may not fall in the areas of um, priority and interest. Um, it was it's a matter that's close to my heart. And I was so uh, encouraged um, to get those positive responses. And among that team, uh, Laura really uh, kind of just, just held my hand and walked me through the different steps. And she came back uh, more committed and more passionate than I would have expected. And I have appreciated her partnership and um, uh, all of her input this entire time. So I think we were just destined to work together. We, I think, had similar experiences and this was the perfect opportunity to bring our, experience, our expertise together. It sounds like, Laura, you, you both had um, similar experiences, similar knowledge. So when the opportunity came about, it sort of sounds like kismet, like this was meant to be. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I was so excited when Faruza came to us and there was an opportunity to look at diversity in physics and the other sciences and to look at not only trying to increase diversity and like the number of females that are represented in science, but also 
to look at the inclusion side of it, which gets more at, um, you know, not just having more females in the seats and not having, you know, more, more females, you know, um, assimilate and try to act like their male peers in order to uh, get good grades and get, get good ratings and, and uh, launch their careers, but, but also to really accept the unique and diverse behaviors that they contribute to the field. And so it seemed like such a unique opportunity to launch a study that would really help us get some insight into um, what's going on and how, how, how the pipeline issue might be resolved, you know, not only through trying to increase the number of females, but also in valuing behaviors and contributions that they make. It's really exciting. It sounds like there are some great things to come from this project. Um, in the short term, um, are there plans for publication, presentations, poster sessions, all of that? I assume your research is still underway, but. Yes, our, our research is still ongoing. And um, at the end, we do plan to uh, publish our results or present them at a conference, uh, depending on what what journals or, or conferences that we can find as uh, unique and audiences who would who would welcome the the subject matter awesome and then um in terms of your research continuing beyond the life of your odrd grant do you see that happening as well oh we definitely do um we consider this to be a pilot study and we're so grateful for the support that we've had from orau's research and university partnerships office um, to conduct this research but but our plan is definitely to build on it and to take it further and to seek some kind of federal funding to perform a wider study. Excellent. Yes, definitely. I, I echo what Laura said. We recognize that um, this is a kind of a, a small scale study and there's a lot more work to be done once this um, initial phase has been completed. And, um, we definitely do appreciate the investment that um, ORAU has made in us so that we could launch this project and launch this collaboration. And the results of this research will form a solid foundation for uh, federal funding applications so that we can dig a bit deeper and reach a bit wider and really conclusively start monitoring trends and outcomes and see what we can offer the community outside once we have done a thorough assessment of parameters and factors and make recommendations uh, in terms of what should be put in place uh, in advance to prevent um, barriers for women into science. Okay. Um... I know your research is ongoing. Is there at this point a key takeaway, something that you've learned um, at this point that your research has pointed to, or is it still a little bit early in the process? I think right now it's still a little bit too early to share our results. Um, okay. We'll have to stay tuned for some additional information. <laughs> Excellent. More to come. And we can always have you back to talk about um, key findings and, and those sorts of things when um, you're on the other side of your research. So um, 
would love to have you back. Is there anything, Laura and Dr. Sabri, that I haven't asked you or that you want to make sure that you um, discuss um, or share about your project before we let you go? Um, I think just, um, yeah, look for the publications, look for the, um, the conference abstracts that we will be submitting. And I think we would be more than happy to come back and update you on the results of our investigation once that we've had the opportunity to really look at the data. And um, we, um, we're just excited that um, we're able to ask these questions and we appreciate all of those who participate in surveys and give us the data that we need um, so that we can uh, complete the study. So, and, you know, thanks again for this um, opportunity. I think it's an important question. And I think everyone in any community that they are should recognize that um, uh, one size does not fit all. And it is important to recognize the differences and embrace those and um, allow for growth professionally for all members of our community. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Sabri. Laura, anything from you? Well, um, I would like to recognize what a team effort that this has been. I know Fruz has given me a lot of credit for, you know, taking the reins and um, helping to form this partnership with her. But um, the team that we've worked with at RAU and the, and the team that's worked behind her at the University of Memphis have, have also been, you know, so valuable to uh, furthering this project and um, taking it each step of the way and um, and the the, re the support that we've gotten from ORU itself is also um, to be recognized and um, and we're very grateful for that. Awesome. Thank you both so much. Dr. Laura Davenport and Dr. Faruza Sabri, thank you so much for sharing more about your research project with me today. I really appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. I would also like to explicitly mention, I uh, did, uh, I definitely want to emphasize the team effort. I recognize that Laura and I have been uh, kind of the names that have come up uh, the most uh, often in this uh, conversation. But yes, I, I do also, as Laura uh, quite rightfully pointed out, we have a team that is working on this on my end, Dr. Jamie Sable and Dr. Helen Sable, no relation to one another, um, are my team here at the U of M. I could not have completed it without their support and their expertise. And yes, I definitely want to acknowledge that we are a team and um, I'm sure that uh, sooner or later, the whole team will be recognized for the work that they are doing and contributing, hopefully in the form of publications. And rightfully so, absolutely. Thank you both so much. I appreciate you. your time. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. To learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts, visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU, and on Instagram, at ORAU Together. If you like Further Together, the ORAU podcast, we would appreciate you giving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews will help more people find the podcast. <laughs>